0: My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. It's a podcast where we talk about things you're already talking about with family and friends. We have conversations about current events and pop culture, things in the news and trends, plus endearing and revealing conversations about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. Good day, Donna.
1: Okay, here's what I want to talk about.
0: You know, if you don't mind, can I step in front of you real quick with something? Sure. I had a lot of people reach out. Wanting to know if your asthma has been cured.
1: Oh, it was so bad the last podcast. I don't really know why. It, every time I started to talk, it would go, oh.
0: <gasps> yeah, people were worried that is Donna okay. What's going on? Get her some water Cadillac, Jack. And I said, listen, when we were recording, I didn't hear that. So I, I don't know.
1: I think you did it in post. Okay,
0: oh, in post-production, that's right. Okay, I'm Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. and I'm.
1: It's the end of the year. So, you know how people, like the kids in college, bring home all of their stuff from like their dorm and their apartment and all that stuff. And the big conversation is like, what do you do with all that stuff? Like, what would you do, Cadillac Jack?
0: I would put it in uh, the garage, the attic, the basement, um, a, a spare car, maybe you have in the driveway. You could use a spare it like a, car? Yep, you could use it like as a storage unit. Uh, you could rent a storage unit. You could, Or you uh, could throw it away. That's my suggestion. Okay, that's an option, I guess. Sure, yeah.
1: I'll never forget when Will brought home all of his stuff. And even when he moved from his apartment in Knoxville to down here, he had, like, sheets and towels and knickknacks. And he just brought them in, like, a black trash bag because that's how boys move. And just left it in the garage and I just threw it away. Some of it I donated. Most of it I threw away.
0: Right. Now, did he did he ever ask you about it? No. He didn't ask that's me. That's the
1: crazy thing. Okay. I mean, he didn't miss any of this stuff. It's probably all stuff that I had, like, bought for him. And I'm going to do the same thing that was my question. with Olivia's.
0: What's the haul coming back from Knoxville look like?
1: Well, girl stuff is a little better. But you just don't want all those shower curtains and bath mats and old towels and just you don't know what's been you don't know what's gone on in that situation in a dorm at a college i don't ever remember bringing stuff home do you
0: i don't because i did my laundry for the most part at my grandmother's uh, i went to western carolina and Culloway, north carolina my grandparents lived in silva which is where my mother was from as well which is only about uh, you know six seven miles away so i would go to diddy and pops's house and do my laundry so I really never had an awful lot of stuff to take home. I, I probably rode home in the same pair of clothes I wore for most of the summer break.
1: No, but that's what I mean. Like at the end of your freshman year, do you remember bringing home like your comforter, your tennis no, shoes? No, because that would have happened
0: well before the end of my freshman year. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: You yeah. were asked to I was asked
0: to, to, to roll up the, the, the comforter and head head, head for the hills.
1: Well, you know, I had the kitty cat comforter wearing the tennis shoes. There was a bed and a bag. That's what you got back then. You didn't get like matching comforters with your monogram on it. You got like a rough comforter that would like take your skin off right, sure in the enough. middle of the night. No pillow shams. Maybe one or two towels. And well, your mom what, said happened? just use the same
0: towel. What was happened between then what and do you now? Mean? What was happened between then and now that the kids are coddled and they're sent with monogram bedspreads and matching shams and.
1: Well, uh, if you're uh, a girl, you can't show up with a bucket and with your stuff in it and no monograms if your roommate's going to have all that stuff. You've got to sort of match or you're going to mess up her decor.
0: So it's, it's, it's kind of like keeping up with the Joneses, but but college campus edition.
1: Well, yes, because okay. usually it's the mothers who are coordinating all this really, stuff.
0: Really? Really? Okay.
1: Some of these dorm rooms look like something out of like HGTV like the there are actually decorators who will go in and set up your kids freshman year dorm.
0: And that fee is what? Hefty. Yeah, I would imagine so.
1: What are some t- tricks of the tricks of the trade that you could give to other dads from setting up a dorm room?
0: Oh wow. Um go light Go light. Yeah, go light with your ideas, is- light with your hardware, light with your toolbox. Because if you don't have the tool, it can't get done. Oh, my God. So you should remove tools that you know you'll need from your toolbox. And then just uh, say, oh, wow, I don't have a – what do they call the one that's flat?
1: Allen wrench, And Allen
0: that and, and a uh, – A
1: Hoop-a-Doofa.
0: Uh, a doofa a hoop and uh, the Twitter tweeter. Because those are all tools necessary to to lift a a bunk bed, right? To put it up in the air. Uh, All tools that are necessary to even some of the simplest, you know, put some on the wall. Hang hang a painting. See, I
1: think some dads, this is like the one thing they feel like they can offer during the college move-in experience. is To come in with their toolkit and set it all up.
0: Okay. Well, I never felt that, that... uh, because I don't have tools I, I wouldn't have, would have been no, no help at all
1: well you were help I think you lifted the bed didn't you
0: uh maybe so but it didn't require tools it was very simple at UT in, in, in our daughter Olivia's dorm she's 17 going to be a, a sophomore next year um it was the beds were made to be lifted right so they already had like the the grips and the the the, the wire tubes and the uh, everything you need to lift a dorm bed in a, in a kid's college dorm room. It was turnkey, pretty much. I couldn't do it yeah. from scratch. I couldn't have done it back when I was at Western for the very brief time that I was there. Although we had a couple of guys on our hall that did. Um, but they worked. I mean, they brought saws and saw horses. and
1: Saw horses?
0: Yes, absolutely. That's messy. Yeah, they had uh, chainsaws and all kinds of things.
1: Well, there again, I don't remember lifting a bed when I went to Georgia. And my dad didn't move me in. My mama didn't move me in.
0: I think I moved myself
1: in. Me. I filled out my applications. I signed up for my classes.
0: My mama took me in, brought me home after the chancellor called, Mm. and said, "Come get him."
1: How was that ride back?
0: Uh, quiet. Quiet. I, I did something, and I made the Silver Herald newspaper in the police blotter section. Okay, what did you do? First semester of my freshman year. And um Yeah, so it, it made the paper. And I didn't tell mom have I ever told you the story? I didn't tell mom. No. I didn't tell mom what happened. I didn't tell her that that you know what had happened that uh that date that homecoming, the football game inside the stadium at Western Carolina University. Never told her. And and so I had to go to court. And well it, it the blotter made the paper, okay? The Silver Herald. And somebody ran into Mama. Valentine's Day weekend, she was coming up to surprise my sister and I. We both went to Western uh, for a brief time. And um, she ran into somebody because Mama grew up in that area. And she ran into somebody she went to high school with. And they were talking in the card aisle, I guess, and picking out some Whitman samplers and things. And this woman or man, whoever it was, said to my mother, I see we're high just getting in the news at Western. And Mama what? And said, Mama said, yes, we're so proud of him. And she was embarrassed, as she should have been, that she walked right into that because she had no clue. She thought that he was talking about, you know, the community service, Some I was, whatever. You know, community service I was doing for Silva and Kellaway and Webster, Western North Carolina, and and shameful. And, well, I was doing, shameful. Well, I was doing community service, but not for a, not just because I wanted to. It was court mandated, but Mama didn't know that, and so, boy, she came in. You can talk about a, ooh, talk about looks when she came to Leatherwood Dorm on the third floor, and I was there to greet her not knowing what was coming because I would imagine back then we didn't have cell phones. You know, she just said, well, I'll be there around oh, two. Well, you know, and, and, I can and, imagine. And, and a Quick side story here. Imagine that time period, Donna, when you had to tell somebody, I'm going to be there around two. And if you weren't there around two, you couldn't call and say, right. I'm going to be late. You couldn't text. You had to be there around two. We need At to that bring-
1: point, did we think that that person had gone off a cliff or anything?
0: Probably so because you, you, you were there. If you said you're going to be there at two o'clock, you're going to be there Give or take five, ten minutes, right? Not anymore. Everybody's always texting. I'm running late. Running late. 30 minutes behind. Hour behind. Keep up. Do better. That's what Mama said to me. Mm. I'm just paraphrasing a little bit. What did you do? I'm not talking about that. That's, uh, that's another episode coming up. I was detained. Mm-hmm. I was detained by the campus police that do great work at the Western Carolina University campus.
1: Did you get
0: in a fight? Uh, Donna, please. Come on.
1: Did you assault someone? Uh,
0: Donna, come on, please. I was high as the day was long that day. And uh, just made a mistake. We all make them. All right, let's move on. So, um, this is going to be a supersized country music edition of the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast. There are so many country music news stories that have broken uh, just in the past 24 hours. We're taping less than 12 hours before upload. Uh, Upload on Thursday, May the... Uh, 12th, 11th. 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 <laughs> and uh, where do you want to start, Donna? I guess we should start with Morgan Wallen. Yes. Is that not the biggest of them all, you think?
1: Why are you not zoomed in?
0: Because I don't have time for that right now. Oh. Do, do I need to be? It helps. Okay, let's just, let's roll on. Uh, okay, roll on. Uh, 18, 18 Weaver, Weaver. Roll, on, roll on, roll on, roll on. All right, so Garth Brooks, we'll get to this story in a moment. Garth Brooks is asking his fans... To do something that no country artist has ever asked their fans to do before. And this is happening at his Vegas residency, which opens pretty soon. Garth made this announcement um, on Wednesday, if you're listening on Upload Day, just yesterday. Tonight, the ACM Awards, and he's co-hosting with Dolly. The ACMs have to be so pissed that he chose to drop this 24 hours before the award ceremony. When they want every bit of attention and every piece of media that covers country music, they want that spotlight on them to drive viewership, to drive ratings on Prime Video. They're streaming again this year. Um, and, and Garth just ripped that out from underneath them.
1: I'm telling you, this is about that sponsor. And that sponsor wants the attention built around the ACMs.
0: Could be. Well, they're getting it. They're getting it. That conversation is coming up. Charles Kelly from Lady Annabellum sat down with Gail King this week on CBS This Morning and talked about his road to recovery. Uh, he must be doing several interviews. This was the only one that he's doing with his wife, Cassie. He talks about his road to recovery, his sobriety, his life being a mess. Prior to all of that, that conversation's coming up. Plus, if you're tuning in to the ACM Awards tonight, we can already tell you during this episode of the podcast, My Second Act, who wins new female artist of the year and new male artist of the year. I was shocked by both of these wins. We'll begin with Morgan Wallen who this week announced that he's canceling or postponing six weeks of his world tour after uh, being on the road not that long. I want to get that information, Donna, but I'll get that in a sec. i I'm looking for that now. Uh, tell everybody what's going on with Morgan.
1: So he has been ordered by the Vanderbilt, I guess, Throat Division or whatever. Throat Division, okay. Well-
0: <laughs> the Throat Division of Vanderbilt Medical Center. Fifth floor.
1: So that he can't talk. He can't sing, he can't talk. He has a compromised uh, vocal cord. And they have told him that he needs to take six weeks and literally not speak. You understand that, not speak.
0: Well, that's, what he's, that's, that's the ask of him from doctors, not to sing, not to shout, not to speak. Uh, he went on his Instagram account to make the announcement. And I asked you, I didn't see it. I asked you during the radio show this week. I said, "Listen, did, did he have a scratchy voice? Was he sucking no. on the halls? Is he is he is is it the pollen? What's going on?"
1: No, oh, he did not have a scratchy voice. But I told you, I don't think you have to have a scratchy voice to have vocal cord trauma. You know, he just it's. He said that the last three concerts that he did in Florida really took a toll on his vocal cords, and this is why when he played Old Miss which we have talked about that show on this podcast. The first night was fine. The second night he was not able to perform minutes before he was to start performing. They flashed on the screens. He's not able to perform. Find your way to the exits.
0: This decision is affecting so many people, not just Morgan Wallen uh, is affecting the opening acts. Think about this for six weeks, Hardy, Bailey Zimmerman, who else, Donna? Um Let's see. Uh is Ernest. Ernest I
1: don't know if it's Ernest is on he's this He's doing one. a
0: few shows. Uh, Parker McCollum, who has yeah. the number one country song in America this week, handle on you. Uh, these artists, these newcomers, these opening acts had committed to the tour, to the entire tour, including the six weeks that Morgan has now taken off. So they suddenly have six weeks of open dates to fill with very little time to figure out the routing and, and you know, where to go first and, and and just getting the word out that these dates are available for these opening acts.
1: Fourteen shows. So it starts May 18th. Hershey Park, uh, MetLife Stadium, two nights. Those are two big shows. Moody Center in Austin. That's where I was going to go see them. Uh Minute Maid Park in Houston. Two dates in Atlanta at Truist. Gulf Coast Jam. Uh, Virginia Beach. Two nights at the Veterans Home Amphitheater. Uh, well, the Veterans uh, Myr-
0: United Home Loans Amphitheater. not there. Correct. Not, he, Myrtle- he, he's not playing the Veterans Home.
1: That's right. <laughs> Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, Carolina Country Music Fest.
0: Kenny Chesney is filling in for him for those dates.
1: Yep. Pittsburgh. PNC
0: Pittsburgh. PNC Park is affected. Uh, two shows there. Philly is affected. That's Wrigley. last one. Which one Wrigley Field is?
1: No, uh, Pittsburgh.
0: Okay. So through uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I don't see through the June date. June 17th. They've removed the dates on uh, the, the stubhub.com website. But um, that's a, that's a lot of dates. That's a lot well, of so days. what?
1: everybody's like, what happens? I spent all these money on these tickets. Now, I don't know if you bought from a third-party vendor like StubHub or GameTime, how that's going to work. If you bought from Ticketmaster, he's going to reschedule the shows. And then once those dates are set, if for whatever reason you can't attend or don't want to attend that rescheduled show, you have 30 days to get your refund.
0: Okay. So a 30-day window to to get your, your tickets refunded should you choose not to go to the rescheduled date, postponed date.
1: Yes, and that opens up once that show has been officially rescheduled. What I don't know is, like, if you can't go to Atlanta, can you use your ticket to no, go I to Philadelphia?
0: No, no, there'll be no horse trading. It becomes too complicated at that point. Um, he's on the road through July 6th. Bush Stadium, St. Louis is the final day. So if, um, if Pittsburgh is the last show to get in before the break, or I'm sorry, the last – the the, the well, that'd be the last to get canceled. Yeah, so uh, you're picking up with Philly and then Wrigley Field, two shows there. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, Detroit, Michigan. Two shows at Ford Field. Bush Stadium is the final show on July 6th. So these these new dates will come after July 6th for sure. When, who knows. But I can, I can say this. Here's my thinking about this. There's no way they're going to truck everything back to Nashville. Truck everything, meaning staging, lighting, band, equipment, all of that, and let it just sit for weeks, all right? They're going to want to get right back on the road and go ahead and, and get these dates done so that they can get everybody off the payroll and everybody can get back to uh, to, to, to to life because a six-week, not a vacation because these people need to earn money, but a six-week stay, if you will, uh, has been assigned to every single person on this huge world tour. They need the money. They need to work, and that's going to be understood, right? And and so they're going to get back on the road immediately. I don't even know that there'll be a break. I think that the, the, the rescheduled dates will fall right after that st louis date on july 6th and just fall in order uh, of of how they were originally scheduled because the routing was very specific you know the, the, the tour is pieced together with very specific routing meaning going from city to city where are we going from here to there what makes the most sense um how many days are we doing here can we fit this one in there and make sense because we're 180 miles that same routing i think will stick because they've tested it it's it's they know it works and it's this most efficient routing they can have right
1: yeah, here's the thing also, though, like it's going to affect ticket sales for the shows after um, the last one that's been canceled. Like, are you you going to run out and buy tickets for Wrigley Field if you haven't bought them yet until you know he's getting back on the road?
0: Right. But because we think- you don't want
1: your money tied up and then, God forbid, he can't come back after those six weeks.
0: Right. But right now, the messaging is this that he will return to the road. This is not canceling the tour. It's postponing the tour, correct?
1: Postponing That's it the in I the read. hopes that, yes, he'll get better. Okay. And he was very clear yesterday. Like it, the doctors have told me, if I don't do this six weeks of mandated rest, then I could possibly never be able to sing again.
0: There are some naysayers. That's not good. There, there are some naysayers on social media after the Old Miss cancellation at the very last minute who were saying this is just a this is to solidify his story that, that he was sick that night that saturday night and that's why he couldn't perform show two in know at uh on the campus of old miss um you brought up a very good point in of conversation we had on the radio cadillac and Donna Jack, the jacks 5 30 till 10 eastern weekdays the bear 92 5 atlanta uh, we had a conversation about um how Vanderbilt is involved now. What would you call it? The Office of Throats? Department of Throats? <laughs> the Vanderbilt Medical Center is involved. They're, they're not going to write up a report, write up a- The a, Vanderbilt a,
1: Voice Center.
0: Right. The uh, uh, Department of Throats. They are not going to, to play into any sort of foolishness or, or created storylines. They're just not going to do it. They're not going to put their reputation on the line for that. So if Vandy says, you need some rest, I got to tell you, I, I don't have any more questions.
1: No, I don't either. I will say there were a couple of people on social media who were saying he was out. They saw him in Old Miss. He was obliterated, which that's fine, whatever. I'm sure he gets obliterated a lot and is able to get up the next day and perform. But some people, the naysayers, these few, were saying it was two different things. The Ole Miss show was canceled from a hangover, a very bad hangover. The voice thing has been going on, and he just hadn't treated it.
0: But was aware. But was aware. aware.
1: Correct. If you recall, and I can't remember what show, he was not sounding great prior to Ole Miss. He was having some throat issues and some sinus issues, but he was performing so there are people that are saying it's the perfect opportunity to get the spotlight off of him and to deal with something that has definitely been looming out there that he probably didn't think was this serious. I don't know what of any of that, I believe.
0: Okay. All right, the could bottom also, line is yes.
1: it's a disappointment to a lot of people because this is a big one. People love Morgan Wallen. They want to see him on tour. I think he's working a lot. I think they've worked him a lot. You know, he barely came off that other tour, released this huge project, and then is back on tour again.
0: Disappointing for so many people, fans and uh, folks that uh, draw check. Being on the Morgan Wallen tour um, rescheduled information will have it during the uh, podcast as soon as it is released. We'll look at all the dates and uh, get you all of that information. But to 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 recap, the Morgan Wallen tour postponed for six weeks, not canceled. These dates will be uh, made good. And if you if you choose to use your tickets for the rescheduled date, fantastic. If you choose not to or you can't make the new rescheduled date, you'll have a thirty day window uh, to at which you can you can ask for a refund uh, for your tickets for the Morgan Wallen world tour. If you're listening on upload day, this Saturday is a big day. We're headed to Gainesville for the Red White and Blue All American. Parking lot party uh, without Lee Bryce at Gallery Furniture, 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville. Uh, Jonathan Ingram's going to be having the music. We're going to have award-winning barbecue. Donna buys you lunch and gives you free uh, entertainment, a free a great barbecue lunch, and uh, the furniture is discounted like uh, for every room in your home. Come see us. It would mean the world to us if you come out this Saturday from uh, noon till 4 is the official time. Uh, Shelby's going to try to defend her, her 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 win this year, I believe, right?
1: But I think she's going to amp it up a little bit. I don't know how she's going to do that because it was so amazing last year. I don't know. Just have to come out and see.
0: And everybody that that dressed up, even just attempted to dress up like Donna's dad, the Wolfman, Marilyn's granddad, the Wolfman. You know the Wolfman. Ask for the Wolfman in the Gallery Furniture TV commercials. Um, You know, Everybody last year that even attempted to to enter the contest won some sort of prize just for for trying, just for having a good time with us. Uh, Think about uh, the furniture that you need. I need to pick up a couple of pieces while I'm up there. I'll do that, and uh, we're going to have a great time. And it's just about the fellowship. It's gra- gra- about great barbecue, and it's about to just thanking you. It's like a podcast listener appreciation party with Gallery Furniture this Saturday noon to 4. The Red, White, Blue All-American Parking Lot Party without Lee Bryce. He's not going to be there. But uh, Cadillac Jack and Donna Jack, the Jacks, radio stars, the Jacks, podcast stars, the Jacks. <laughs> we'll be there with uh, Donna and the Gallery Furniture family. and can't wait to see you. Thank you, Donna, for your support of the podcast. Also, Fayetteville Ford. Simply different. Home of the Lifetime. Powertrain warranty. Fayetteville4GA.com. Brightmoor Healthcare. AwesomeAlpharetta.com. Tonight is the taste of Alpharetta. In downtown Alpharetta, we'll talk about that coming up later in this episode. And T-Mobile, thank you for your support of Cadillac Jack, my second act. Another big country story in the news this week. Garth Brooks is preparing a Vegas residency. And this week, on uh, Wednesday, yesterday, if you're listening on Upload Day, he announced that every fan, every ticket holder, that attends any of the performances in Vegas that he's headlining, will have to surrender their phone. Now, Donna, we went to a Dave Chappelle show, comedian Dave Chappelle at the Tabernacle a couple of years ago. Uh, he was taping for Netflix. He did, I surprised you with tickets. Did I love Dave Chappelle, and I love you for doing that. Uh, it was a great time. Uh, he was doing multiple nights at the Tabernacle, recording a, a special for Netflix. He made us surrender phones before we walked into the Tabernacle. This is the first... Country artist, I'm pretty sure, to have this policy for any show. It's probably done, been done in rock or pop by somebody. But I believe this is the first time a country artist is asking their fans to surrender their phones. Why is Garth doing this, Don? What, what's your take?
1: I don't know. We talked about it on radio on the morning show this morning. I honestly think this is sponsor-related, that he is getting quite a pretty penny from this yonder Company, which is the company that provides the little packets, the little pouches, the storage space, and the lockers for your cell phone. I can't remember what company did it when we went to Dave Chappelle, but very similar. You put it in there, and they lock it up for you, and give you a little code. And when you leave, they give it right back to you. But I can't see Garth just coming up with this on his own. You know, he, he's ne- he's never had that I know of some. Public situation where someone has interrupted a show with a phone or something, where he's had to like accost them in the crowd right, or whatever. It, that's
0: going to happen though. That's going to happen just by human Nate. Just by the, the the math that if you have twenty thousand ticket holders in in your in front of you, uh, fans all chances are, but most of the twenty thousand going to have a cell phone, right?
1: That's yeah, I would think so.
0: It's going to happen. It's just the way the world these days. Uh, so you may be right about that. I, I think that you probably are. I don't know that Garth is as, as concerned about the um, the uh, uh, the surprise of the show or keeping that a secret. Uh, I don't know that he is um, protecting other fans. Garth is looking out for the other fans who are distracted by other people filming and taking pictures during the concerts. He's shutting it all down. I don't think it's that at all. Uh, I think that you, you are correct. I think it's a money-driven partnership that Garth stands to benefit quite a bit from.
1: I think also like most artists would probably want videos and social media posts about a Vegas residency or, or anything just to, I mean, Garth loves hype. He's the ultimate
0: P.T. Barnum. I, I say it all the time. He's a current day P.T. Barnum. Just to, uh, just drums up his own, his own PR. Doesn't have to work at it either. He's, 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 magnificent at at marketing himself that's his major by the way in college he was a a javelin thrower and a marketing major at i think it was oklahoma garth brooks so interesting uh that this ask is pretty big i think uh some questions you may have what if i have young kids at home and i have a babysitter and i need to check in on the kids no problem listen there's think of think of it this way at your airport there's like the kiss and ride lot uh, similar setup at the venues in, in or the venue in Vegas where Garth is playing, there's going to be an area where you can go. You can come out of the venue. You can check your phone out. They give it back to you. You go to this one particular area. You can smoke your cigarette and down your couple beers and a floater uh, and talk to the kids if you must. And then you take your phone back to where you picked it up from at the lockers. You recheck your phone back in, and then you go back into the venue. Uh, that is the process if you need to. Uh, you'll have access to your phone during the concert should you need it. You'll have to leave the venue though to do that, and, and I, I imagine it'll be a hassle uh, to do that. But uh, listen, if you got to check in with somebody, got to check in, okay? It's a country music news supersized edition of Cadillac Jack my second act. Country music news is consuming even the the pop culture news cycle this week with the Academy of Country Music Awards tonight. Amazon Prime Prime Video is where you're going to find it. Garth Brooks and Dolly co-host tonight already. The new female artist and new male artist awards have been given out. Should we expose these two artists right now? Yes,
1: tell us. I I don't don't even know.
0: I don't know either of them. The winner of the ACM Academy of Country Music new female artist of the year award. And I'm sure there'll be a mention tonight. This is one of those pre-televised awards. Do you have a drum roll? I don't. Sound effect. That's asking for a lot. How about Robert De Niro, 79, just had a baby. Okay.
1: We'll get to that in a minute.
0: I'm just, I'm thumbing through my prep here. Sorry. Female is... Haley Witters, love her. What? Fantastic. Who is? Tell me about her.
1: You don't know Haley Witters?
0: How do you know Haley Witters?
1: Well, she's out a few songs out there. I thought it was going to be somebody you completely did not know.
0: I completely don't know her.
1: She's from Iowa. Okay. Oh, I love him.
0: Okay. Fam- well, you're in then for the tonight's uh, tonight's award show. I'm out of the loop a little bit. I'm sure he's a very talented kid. Who else was in the category? Must have been pretty weak.
1: Okay, no, he's amazing. Okay. Something in the orange?
0: Uh, we were playing that one actually on the Beer 92.5. Yeah. I haven't listened to it. i played it. Oh my it gosh, it's a this great
1: song. Now he is of the Parker McCollum, right? Bailey Zimmerman right.
0: group. Right, right. That cut.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, okay, so that's uh, tonight the Academy of Country Music Awards. Charles Kelly this week on CBS this morning with Gail King. Charles Kelly of Lady A, Lady Annabelle, I'm talking about his sobriety for the first time with his wife, Cassie. It's my understanding there's a handful of interviews he's doing. They must be getting ready to launch the tour. Uh, and that's the, uh, there's all.
1: Well, he's on tour. They're on tour now.
0: Are they? They're back on the road? Okay.
1: Yeah, maybe he's doing a book or something. Well,
0: to, or, or to push the fact that they're back on the road and there's probably uh, 80% ticket availability in each market. Okay. Charles Kelly uh, raised his hand early fall of last year and said, I need some help with my relationship with uh, with alcohol. Alcohol is winning. And so uh, Dave Haywood and, 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 and Hillary Scott, his two bandmates and Lady A, decided they're all going to hit pause and support uh, Charles, which they did for his uh, rehab assignment. And uh, he is back and looking great and well enough to uh, talk to the media this week about his experience.
1: Yeah, and him and Cassie are getting ready to celebrate their 14th wedding anniversary. He has a adorable son, Ward. I don't know how public it was that he was struggling you know, usually people in the inner circle know. I don't know if everyone in country music knew he was suffering. I, I don't know. What do you think?
0: I don't know. I don't have a personal relationship with Charles. Have, I've met him and spoken to him several times, dozens of times, probably through the years. But I, I don't. I don't. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna speculate on that question because yeah. I don't know the answer. And I think it's a very sensitive topic and it's a very personal topic. And and he's brave yeah. enough to to speak out. And try to and I others. think he,
1: he's he's a lot of fun. He he was always a good time. Um, Charlie, get it
0: right? Yes, ah, Charles, um, I get it.
1: Even at like award shows and stuff, he was always like you know dancing and having fun. And so he's definitely very social. He was always very social. And in her social media account, they were always doing a lot of things with different groups and friends. And oh, are they coming to get you?
0: They're coming. My rides here. I gotta get them, My rides here. Mm. I'll talk to you next week next episode I hope
1: okay but he said you know the biggest fallout from when he was drinking was his relationship with his son Ward and his wife and one of the things that he talks about now is he's, he feels like he's kind of in a second half of his lifetime he's been given another chance and he's living for like the small things taking Ward to school He said he used to lay in bed with a glass of wine and just watch, mindlessly watch trash TV. Now he'll lay in bed with his wife, reading books, holding her hand, being very present in everyone's life. Earlier when he first got out, journaling, yoga, just mind-body awareness and really grounding himself to where he was. Um, He spoke a little bit, but again, this was not with Cassie before about he always felt like he had to be in forward motion because if he was moving constantly, he never had to sit with the reality of what was going on. And once he got the opportunity to actually sit and deal with what was really going on, he could start to heal.
0: And here's hoping that he did.
1: Yeah, and I think the broader discussion is I think that happens for a lot of people. I, I read this uh, quote the other day, and I can't say it because it has too many cuss words. Okay. Goodness. But basically, or it has one big cuss word. It said that if you have been hurt by somebody who is in an addiction situation, a lot of times the other person takes that on. Like, what did I do to cause this person to drink too much or to drug too much or to whatever too much. And the therapist was saying, you didn't that. This is this person's hurt and trauma and that it's a need for a dopamine hit. So, you know, it's the feel good and some dopamine is good. I mean, we all get dopamine. We can get dopamine from sunshine. We can get it from whatever ice cream, Yeah, holding someone's hand, just physical touch, whatever. But a person in trauma will snort, drink, smoke. I can't use the other word, and do whatever. What is it? What
0: does it start with?
1: An F. Okay. To get that hit of dopamine, because that's what addicts want. Is that they're chasing that high, that, that good feeling, and they'll do anything to get it and sacrifice anything to get it, families, jobs, you know, anything. And so until the person heals that trauma and doesn't have to constantly be getting those hits and hits and hits, that it can't be healed. Now, that's just one side of addiction. There are many of them. But I thought it was very interesting because the person was saying you can snort, drink, blank F. your way fart through life. But those are not long term happiness. Those are quick hits. Right. And they so have nothing to do with the other person.
0: Maybe Charles Kelly gets his his dopamine hit from reading in bed. Right, because it's something that Absolutely. It's something that gives you joy.
1: Absolutely, and finding joy in other things, and also finding out what's missing. What are you? What what trauma is really there? And dealing with that is the biggest one.
0: And uh, once an addict, always an addict, and that's something that he has to uh, come to terms with. I'm sure that he has. It's processed in uh, in, in rehab and processed in therapy. Um. You take it day by day, and if you try to do any more than day by day, you you, you often just start setting yourself up for failure. So, small baby steps. All right, um, taste of Alpharetta tonight, Donna. You headed out to uh, to dance in the streets, dance on Main Street, yes. have a good time. I don't Go. know
1: how I'm going to do this. I'm going to have to bring a, my little phone and watch the ACMs on the phone while I'm five till so ten. Good.
0: Five till ten tonight, uh, annual event for the uh, the foodies and the food community of Alpharetta. Dining events, cooking demos, culinary collaborations, tasting tents. Uh, rain or shine and the forecast right now looks fantastic Uh, locals visitors come on out and join us for the taste of alpharetta savory sweet spicy uh all kinds of dishes from over 60 of alpharetta's best restaurants and they give out awards uh admission is free you can purchase food tickets uh and and restaurants charge two to eight dollars per food sample and you can get your tickets cash only no i'm sorry there's no cash hang on admission is free you may purchase food tickets uh, Taste of Alpharetta will not accept cash, so uh, be aware of that. No cash, bring your card. You can get your uh, your, your your food tickets uh, there. Several different uh, tents and and, and and kiosks will be set up throughout downtown Alpharetta tonight for the Taste of Alpharetta, huge event.
1: About, cannot uh, wait.
0: Seventy-five thousand to a hundred thousand people in downtown Alpharetta tonight for the Taste of Alpharetta with awesome Alpharetta.com. We're back uh, next Tuesday with a brand new episode of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act. Our thanks to executive producers Hans Appen and Carl Appen, production assistants from Steve Mitchell, and Ingo Studios in Atlanta, I-N-G-O, Ingo Studios in Atlanta. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network.